My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest today is Jordan Lee. Jordan blogs at Soul Scripts and is the creator of The Sisterhood, the only exclusive online community for soul sisters who are looking to dig deeper into God's word and who want to learn more about Christian blogging and business and a ton of other things. So there you can find lots of awesome resources, including monthly Bible study tutorials, lessons on blogging, business, uh, sweet discounts on apparel, and so much more. Mainly, though, it's a chance for sisters to connect online around the globe and in their cities to grow, wrestle, and learn together how to shine a light in the world. We are going to get into all of that and more today on the show. Jordan, welcome to Heroes for Her. Hey, thanks so much. This is so fun. I'm already excited. <laughs> awesome. So I um, I loved putting together your bio mostly because the list of things that, that live inside your bio pretty much match to, the, to a T my mental list of things that I like and believe in. So they are in no particular order. Jesus, best friends, sweatpants, flowy dresses because it's like wearing pajamas, duh, popcorn, confetti, cupcakes, rainbow sprinkles, and messy hair. It's like my favorite list of all time. Oh yeah, that's like the full package. <laughs> I, I'm reading it and I'm going, oh, she just likes to wear big pillowy things. It's like wearing pajamas. I feel like you're my you're my soul sister already, and we're just meeting for the first time. <laughs> I mean, who needs real pants, right? No, no one. Um, and any, I would argue, you know, forcefully with anybody who tried to convince me otherwise. <laughs> Would you give everybody, just for the people that are meeting you and our listeners um, are mostly parents and mentors who are championing the, the next generation of girls, would you just give a little overview of your life? I know you're born and raised in Indiana, but just talk a little bit about those early years growing up, mom, dad, um, and just making your way in, in the world in those early years of life. Yeah, I grew up um, in the cornfields of Indiana, <laughs> really exciting, um, but just had a wonderful upbringing. Really, um, I had a really close relationship with my mom, which I realize now was so key to so much of what I'm doing. It was a really open, just vulnerable relationship. Never felt like I had to hide anything or questions that I had. It was just, um, you know, she was just really great with having those discussions that need to be had. So um, really just had that as a foundation, uh, raised in the faith and, um, I had a younger brother, you know, growing up. I didn't have any sisters, which is hilarious. I think that's why I'm so passionate about sisterhood and about community because um, I always wanted a sister and it just never happened. And so um, grew up in Indiana, grew up great family life, um, went away to college. And that's, I think, really where I did a lot of self-discovery and growing. And, you know, you kind of are exposed to so many different perspectives. And I went to a big state school. And so that was where I did some navigating. And I really had to kind of make my faith my own. And it took a little while to, you know, navigate those waters and figure that out. And I don't know if you ever really figured out. I don't think that's possible. Um, but I definitely would say that was a major time of growth in my life. And I know it can be between high school and college. Those are typically when people really come into, is this just what my parents taught me or is this mine, you know? Um, and is this something that I, uh, I'm going to live and live out? And so I had to do a lot of wrestling and soul searching and things like that. But throughout those years, I was also involved in a sorority house. And that was somewhere I never said I would go. You know, I was like, I will never do that. Um, but that experience gave me so much insight into women and into girls and into um, what 
sisterhood can mask itself to look like at times, but what it also means on a deeper level. And so that really informs a lot of why I do what I do, why I write to, you know, that younger generation, the millennial women, the girls in high school, the girls in college, just because those are such transformative times um, in their life. And there's only so much that, um, that they're going to take from, I guess, their upbringing, there's so many other things they're going to be exposed to, you know, as they get older, and that that can affect different decisions. And so empowering and enabling and, um, and loving them well is really because of those experiences through having a solid upbringing, and then, you know, going away and figuring it out on my own and being so exposed and just saturated and living within a group of 100 women at all times, you know, um, and also trying to grow in my relationship with the Lord that had its you know, fair share of challenges, but also gave me so much, so much of a heart for that group and for that next generation of leaders, you know, and so I look at, you know, the the younger girls and the college girls and the 20 somethings as they are the next leaders, they are the next trendsetters, they're the most active on social media, the most influential, how can we break in and, and meet them where they are. So that's kind of a little bit about my background and why I do what I do. Well, and I love that brings a couple questions up. The first one being, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the, the the time that people spend talking about sororities, it's usually a, as a negative connotation. But what were some of the positive experiences you had within the sorority environment that you feel like really influenced the work you're doing now? Oh, so many. And it, and it definitely can get a bad rap. And that's partially why I thought I would never do it. But you know, the Lord totally leads you where you don't think you want to go. And it's crazy to think that but it's true. And so um, I think I had so many positive experiences, one of which being, um, I think I was really intentional with my friendships by the time I joined a group like that, just because I realized you don't just need to be friends with everyone that's nice to you. <laughs> and when you're in a big group like that, it can be tempting. Um, and I was, you know, clearly friends in, on a on a surface level with many people, but I really learned the value of what it takes to have strong female friendships. Like women need to be listened to. They want to be listened to. They want their voice heard. Um, and taking time to just kind of meet them where they are, stay up late. I mean, all those times where you stay up late watching movies, eating popcorn, and you have these conversations about things that, you know, maybe you wouldn't have in a quick passing. You know, it takes time to cultivate relationships on a deeper level. And it really taught me, you know, I grew up as playing sports, you know, and I was had a brother. So I didn't feel like I really understood girls <laughs> and I didn't really understand women. And so I was like, well, I don't know. I just won't be friends with girls. They just don't get me, you know, and we kind of write that off because it can be hard to be friends with women. You know, it can be a place of drama and things like that. Um, but it taught me to look at friendships through a different lens and also understand what other women and girls wanted and needed um, out of a friend. And so that was definitely a positive experience. And it also gave me a support system. And all sorts of other things challenged me to be the best version of myself. I was in a great house that was um, very down to earth, very hardworking. So I was blessed with that. Um, but anytime you're in a group of 100 women, it can definitely have its you know pros and cons. And so I, I don't know. I think it taught me so much about understanding women and, and girls, and especially in those transformative times. And that was invaluable for me, especially for what I do now, but just as a person and as a friend. Well, I love that too. And what you're talking about is is a positive female community. And when you think about women getting together, at least this was true for me, because as you're talking, you're like, I played sports, girls didn't get me. I'm like, rah, rah. That's exactly how I felt when I was growing up. But I played all of these team sports with tons of different girls and like the dynamics and the the relationships and friendships that existed, like you're in all of that. Um, but it can seem so negative at times because of the way that female communities are viewed so negatively. So it sounds like you were able to have a positive experience. Did, did the time you spent within this already, you know, cultivating this type of a community that was positive. Did that influence soul scripts and the heart behind what you're doing from a writing standpoint? 
Oh, 100%. You know, the funniest story was during those years, I felt, you know, I, you know how every college person goes through those times where it's like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, so I asked that question in more ways than one, six ways to Sunday. And eventually, you know, the Lord just kind of revealed to me this concept of build a house. And I'm like, okay, so I call Habitat for Humanity. And I call and I'm like, do you have any upcoming builds? Habitat for Humanity is like a um, nonprofit um, organization that builds homes. And so um, for the community. And so that's what I thought I was supposed to do, like with my life. And so, um, that kind of, you know, didn't really work out very well, but through that and kind of just mulling over, what does that mean? You know? And then God just made it so clear while I was still in that house. He's like, I don't, I've provided this house, like this glorious, beautiful house, but you are, I want to challenge you to build it from the inside up or from the inside out, meaning build up the girls, build up my church, build up the hearts inside of that house, you know, because like you said, sometimes Greek life and things like that can get a bad rap, bad rap, even if it's not a sorority, other groups of, you know, lots of women. And so how can I be a positive influence in that space? How can I be someone who loves well and points them to the Lord? And so that was ultimately kind of that very first start of the mission. And then later on, after I worked and, you know, kind of started growing the blog and doing all that, it was clear that that mission wasn't gone. Like, we are all called to build the house, right? And he was asking me to do it through women, through conversations over coffee, whether that was, you know, more through a virtual blog post or actually getting together with readers or friends or things like that. So, you know, that experience and and what I learned there, it just, fully informs the, the building the house never really ends. And that's why I was so passionate about the community. Um, because I think we do so much better when we have like minded strong women around us um, to push us challenge us sharpen us make us better push us towards the Lord. But sometimes we have to help build up others, you know, we have to build our faith and grow in our faith, but then pour that out into others. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, so for as far as like the blogging and so it started off as a blog and we talk about just growing that from nothing to, okay, so you've got this heart, you've got this idea. I want to build this community. Like, you, you know, you started with writing because it made sense, I think, but how did that grow into what it is now? Will you just talk about the the transition that you've gone through? Yeah, you know, I've really evolved a lot since I started Soul Scripts from the beginning. Soul yeah, it's really actually, different now. It's just, just funny to have watched the transition over time. Oh, yes, it is. And it's continuing to change. And I probably look like a crazy person, and that's fine. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> but I think sometimes when you're following the Lord, you do look like a crazy oh, person. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, it actually started as arts and crafts. I know that sounds crazy. Soul Scripts originally meant calligraphy, and I was calligraphing Bible verses. That's how I would memorize Scripture. So I started, you know, doodling on canvases and mugs and just kind of doing it as a hobby. It was like my creative outlet. Um, and that went on for about a year or so. And that was kind of where the name was born. And God kind of gave me a challenge. He's like, no, you know what? You love these, you love words. Cause I was encouraging and putting these messages out there, even with pictures of calligraphy and things like that. So it's kind of where it got its start. Um, but I felt like God was like, cut out the middleman. You know, I'm not asking you to go calligraphy. That's not, you've got more to say, you know, kind of a thing. So I had to close the shop and after doing that, um, really focused on the message. And I really didn't even understand what a blog was at the time. I thought it was just, everyone had them on their website. So I thought I had to have one. So it was kind of an accident how I stumbled into the blog aspect of things, but it makes complete sense because I've always been a writer. When I was five years old, other girls played with Barbie dolls. I wrote short stories. It was just my life. So it kind of, you know, slowly revealed itself over time. And so as I focused more and more on that, it was just affirmation after affirmation, that that was the path I needed to be on, even if it wasn't really a career or what I would ever do full time. And so that was, 
the very start. And then over the course of the last couple of years, it was just, for me, it was, what is the message I really have? And what am I trying to do? And just constantly taking inventory of the purpose and the value you're adding to the world. Um, I think sometimes blogging can look as, look at like, it can come off as this trendy thing, if that makes sense. Um, and so it's easy to get wrapped up into that. And so for me at the time, like I said, it wasn't like something I ever desired to do. So by the time that it had already grown and people started reading it, what I would do was just copy paste my Instagram posts to my blog. <laughs> I mean, very little intentional blogging, but slowly- Slow, really smart, Jordan. <laughs> let's not reinvent the wheel here. I'm already putting something that's valuable up on one medium. Like let's, let's just figure that out. Right, it's right. So, so I did that for quite a while until I got to the point and the re- and the value and the way that it grew, grew so quickly was because I I was giving my words away for free, which sounds silly because a blog is free, but what I mean is I wasn't saying new post on Grace, link in bio, click over, you know, because I wasn't making people work for it. I was just putting it out there. And then if they wanted to see the website, the same content was over there too. Um, And that started to create this loyal readership very quickly because people would share my posts and then the Facebook blew up. And it, it was like, it was just in their pocket. You know, they'd be scrolling and they'd see it and they'd be familiar with it and they'd be able to recognize when it was my writing. And so over time, then people were more interested in seeing more content, you know, and then that was when I could start to go off in a little bit uh, more of a, I, I guess, go a little bit deeper um, and start sharing different blog posts and bigger blog posts and articles and product, you know, e-products that would be helpful, like devotionals and things like that. And so it slowly just grew into what it was and it became more of a resource center and like a little hangout area. And I wanted my site to be an experience for the reader, not just, you know, something that's been said 18 different ways, you know, and it's just cheesy and they've heard it before. I wanted it to actually answer their questions, you know, identify what pain points they have and what problems they might be walking through and relate to that and speak their language and continue to offer more and more. And so after I kind of developed that loyal reader base and that, you know, got got a reader base, it just kind of quickly grew from there. The power of shares and word of mouth is amazing, <laughs> but you've got to be intentional. What I learned is you really do have to be intentional with one. You've got to remember that even if a thousand people read this, each one is an individual. You're writing to a single soul, you know? So continuing to keep that mindset in spite of how many people may read something or see something really adds value, I think, to the content. And I think that's really why it grew and what helped me be willing to evolve and make changes that were necessary over time. Well, I think it's really cool to hear you relay that story for a couple of reasons, but the one that sticks out the most, and I know that a lot of parents are listening and like culture will tell our kids, right? Like the, the things that you put out online are to, are for your gain in some way. You're trying to make money, you're trying to get success or fame for yourself or whatever. Like culture will tell our kids to do that. But what you're mm-hmm. talking about is so closely linked to purpose in that it's how can I look at the world and what am I uniquely qualified to do in order to provide value to the world. And that's, that's how you started. It's just asking that little question, not going, what can I get for myself? How can I expand and grow this blog? So more people read it. It's truly about what do people need? What can I provide them? And let's do that in a way that's going to change lives. It's so cool. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's all perspective. And I think you're totally right. That's really my heart. And those other things will eventually follow, you know, should it be the Lord's will? And if that's part of what you end up doing as part of your career, great, fantastic. But if you are doing it so that you have those, then it's, it's wrong. It's just kind of like the gospel. It's like, if you are doing good things so that you are in God's love, that's backwards. You know what I mean? But if you are acting out of God's love, like, Hey, I need to add value to the world because I've been given love and value, you know, and everything else. And so it's all emotive and it's all really what 
purpose you're serving. And if you're doing it, like you said, solely for yourself, it's kind of unfulfilling. It, it kind of, you never, it's never enough, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. And I think the reason I love your blog so much too, and we'll get into everything else that you create because there's so much more now, but going back to the blog, I mean, the themes of just being real and beauty and identity and purpose are just, they're inside the conversations we have daily at Bible Bells. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you, what what was your favorite blog to write even just in the last six months or one that sticks out to you as one that you that you remember fondly? Um, I've got a couple that I feel like were really close to my heart just because they were personal. Um, one that I think really resonated with, with a lot of people was titled um, To the Girl Who Hates Her Legs or really anything about herself. Um, because growing up and as a young, you know, adolescent and teenager, that was one thing that I always struggled with. I one time, you know, had a girl say you have thunder thighs. And so the rest of my life, I had thunder thighs, you know, you kind of take that and turn it into a label and identify with it. And so though I don't necessarily think that's true, it's still something that can warp your mind and you see yourself in a pair of pants and you're like, Oh, my goodness. Um, And so that sticks with you. And I know that that sticks with a lot of women. And so that post was more about, you know, maybe you have great legs, but maybe you hate your chest or maybe you hate your hair or whatever it might be. And so really that post challenged the reader to not just, you know, I I don't like to just say, well, don't do that. You know, that doesn't really help anybody. So instead, look a little bit deeper and think like, why do I hate this, you know, and, or why do I believe this lie? What's the root issue here? What is causing this? And I really love to do a lot of heart checks and just, um, getting them to think and wrestle a little bit deeper than just the surface surface level issue or struggle or pain point. And so that was one that I think I was really um, passionate about. And I think that definitely reached some of the younger age group too. Um, And then I wrote another one. I write on some hard topics, to be honest, but I wrote one titled what to do if you like to party but love Jesus. And that was more for the college-age girls because I go on college campuses all the time and I speak to the college girls, the sorority women, all of that. And one thing they often share with me is, you know, I kind of feel like I'm living this double life. Like I'm involved in this friend group and I don't want to just be the weirdo who suddenly loves Jesus that I don't do anything fun, you know, but I also, you know, love Jesus and I want to honor God. So how does that work? You know, how can I not be a total, um, like, how can I not, be boring, but also still honor God. It's always the question that seems to come up and they feel like they're living these two lives. And so that was one thing I wanted to pinpoint because we don't often talk about that. And so I really just, instead of saying, here's exactly what to do, it was more like, here's three things to consider. Consider your heart. Consider if it's a stumbling block. Consider why you even desire to do that. You know, is it to get approval of man or of God? You know, and challenging them to really come to the conclusion that they should be coming to on their own, but doing so in a way that helps them work through it instead of just being told, no, no, no. You know, and it, it helps them reflect a lot on a deeper level. And so that one was powerful. And I think. It was hard to write, you know, um, that's for sure. I definitely lost some popularity there, but I don't think I'm here to be popular, you know. So that um, was one of my favorites as well, just because it was totally intersecting an issue that so many of my readers struggle with and so many college girls in general struggle with. Definitely. I think, um, you know, in the blog, just it, it transitions so beautifully into the work that you're doing in the sisterhood. And I want to, since we're running out of time, I want to make sure we, we talk about that. So what is, for people that don't know, what is the sisterhood and what can they find if they're, if they're looking to connect with that community, what are they going to find there? Yeah. So the sisterhood, I started it as an online portal and it's part, it's an extension of my blog and my website designed because what I found was when I would write something that many resonated with, they started commenting back and forth to one another, supporting one another, um, friending one another, you know? And so seeing that that community was already desired and that people were 
especially, you know, girls in high school and girls in college and girls in their early 20s starting their lives, they were longing to connect with other women who shared similar values and who, you know, shared their beliefs and could encourage them regardless of where exactly they were in their walk or their faith journey. So as that, you know, kind of made itself clear, I created this online portal where there's groups that are topical so that girls can connect on certain issues if they need, you know, encouragement through anxiety or um, some advice when they're wrestling with comparison or whatever that might be. There's multiple topics in there. Um, And so there's discussion groups and then there's state groups. So if you'd like to connect with someone in your state, if you're like, you know, I just need to know if I have any other Christians in Indiana, you know, I'm, I'm convinced I'm the only one on my campus or whatever. It just is meant to be a space to find some support and some like-minded women, both near to you and across the globe. So that's the community element of it. And then there's the resources element. So that includes a variety of things, um, one of which being what we call soul sessions, which are monthly videos that are Bible study tutorials. So we'll work through a passage, and I use different resources, resources, different commentary, different books, supplemental resources, just to kind of dissect a passage of scripture. And then I use my note-taking methods that really kind of allow the girls to see how scripture actually is so woven together and united, how the Old Testament has connections and paralleling verses to the New Testament, and how different passages work together and reflect one another, and how different disciples wrote or different apostles wrote different um, pieces on the same story, you know, getting them to see how really unified the Bible is, even though it was written over the course of many, many years. And so we work through a passage once a month and they get a video and they get to watch and we talk through it. And so that's a really life-giving thing. Um, monthly that they are that they have access to. And then on top of that, they'll get an email every month that has four different resources, which we call soul bits. <laughs> it's kind of like just a little bit of um, advice or a worksheet they can work through on four different topics on friendship, dating, singleness, relationships, marriage, that kind of a thing um, work. So if they're like trying to figure out their purpose or interested in blogging or starting their own creative endeavor, that's kind of where I give some of my tips and tricks and ideas and things to consider. And then um, lastly would be faith. And so there's, you know, we send them songs, we send them um, video, just different resources to kind of help them grow in their faith, but also in those other three areas. So that's another resource. Then we also have the mentoring modules, which is more channeled to those who are interested in kind of working for the Lord or doing something kind of out on their own. Because I have a lot of girls ask me, how do I get started in doing this kind of thing? How can I blog? How can I go speak? How can I start my own worship team or whatever it might be? And so kind of giving them some tools um, and things to consider and then also some guidance. And so they'll get a monthly video on that. Um, and then there's, you know, a couple different discounts and devotionals that they get access to and things like that as well. So it's kind of a, a two-part deal and it gives them a wide variety of resources for both their work, faith, friendships, and relationships, and then also some community and like-minded gals to find some support and, and feedback and prayer and things like that. So it's kind of comprehensive. <laughs> no, I love it. And spoken like a true woman who's just thought through everything. And as like the Lord has revealed things to you, you're like, what about this? What about that? What about that? And you've grown and built this thing that that truly is going to bless and is already blessing so many women who, who are just looking for that purpose. And what is God calling me to do? And I think, you know, as, as, um, um, the mom of a young daughter who's not thinking this way yet, but we are starting to have some of these conversations. What is my purpose? What did God put you here to do? Um, it's just nice to, to know that to intercept them in those early years and to like moving into, you know, twenties and thirties and so on, that there's somebody like you who is speaking into that group, who's been doing it for a while and who just offers resources that are really valuable. So thank you. Absolutely. It's so good. Absolutely. So we have to wrap up. I can't believe it. See how fast it goes. 
<laughs> it does go fast. Every time. Um, so we wrap up with something. And then um, when we're all done, I'll give you a chance to point everybody to your website and just where they can connect with you online. But for the end of each episode, we do something's called the scoop. And it is okay. three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> okay, so question one. Obviously, Heroes for Her is the name of our podcast. We love Heroes for Girls. When you were a girl, who was your hero? My in-person hero would be my mom and my grandma. Those two were superheroes in my mind. And I think my fairy tale hero was Cinderella because who doesn't love sparkly dresses? <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> Number two, um, what is a piece of advice you've received that has impacted your life in a powerful way? Hmm. Hold on. I got to think about this one. <laughs> uh, I hope you can edit this. <laughs> totally can. Um, man, that's so many. I love asking that question too. Cause like you have to like, the Lord's just going to lead you to like choose one and it's yeah, whatever one okay. needed is needed for today. It's awesome. Okay. So I think take risks. Um, I think we sometimes tend to live in fear and life is really only lived when we're willing to put a little bit on the line and trust that the Lord will fill in the rest. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? Ooh, I would say flying. <laughs> All right, Jordan. When we um, when we wrap the episode, which is now, I am going to just give you a chance to point people to the best place to connect with you. Where do you want them to meet you online, find out more about what you're doing? The easiest place to find me would be on Facebook as Jordan Lee or um, on Instagram as Soul Scripts. Or you can go to the website, uh, thesoulscripts.com, and that's where you'll find all the resources, the blog, the fun stuff, the t-shirts, the devotionals, the friends, everything. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at BibleBells.com. Just let